Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the topic of our last episode. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Brandon Neely, an entrepreneur, profit first and bank on yourself professional, and the co-host of Wealth Wisdom Financial Podcast with his wife, Amanda Neely. They founded and managed Overflow Coffee Bar, L3C, from 2008 through 2018. Now they share their experiential knowledge through podcasting and through developing personalized financial strategies for individuals and couples and profitability strategies for businesses. So welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, thanks for having me, Candy. I'm glad to have you here. It's going to be a great topic. I do want to mention, I actually interviewed your wife about two years ago on my podcast. So I'm glad that we get to have you on as well. Spend a little bit of time. Um, But before we get into questions that I have for you, I would love for you to tell me just a little bit about yourself and how did you even get into the financial strategizing? Yeah, you guys should totally go back and listen to her because she'll probably have so much better things to say than me, (laughs) you know. I don't know what episode number it was, but look up Amanda Neely. So (laughs) Amanda and I have been in business together for, I don't know, since we've been married almost, I feel like, is what I would say the back of the house Mm -hmm. and I would be the front of the house. So all the bookkeeping, the payroll, the numbers, HR, all that stuff she got to do. And I had made sure that, you know, the customers got taken care of. And what we learned is in the coffee shop, we had a team, both of us, majority of businesses fail. They don't have an Amanda to help them and learned about this concept called infinite banking, learned about profit first. Some of the things I wish I would have known when we started our business, the Mm -hmm. coffee shop business. And then 
as we sold that business, because we had a baby, we, and, and other things that happened, we were like, what do we do now? And mm -hmm. this whole like financial services industry, this infinite banking idea, it really helped us to ultimately sell the business and not close the business. And it helped us to just, just build a good foundation to where we're at. So we, we thought, well, we should maybe do that. We didn't know mm -hmm. that there's a lot of opinions about money out there. We just knew <laughs> we were business owners, done some hey. few things right, a lot of things wrong. How can we help more people thrive mm -hmm. and not, I don't know, die in the midst of starting a business, you know? Right. Perfect. Well, I know today we wanted to talk about how to be a CFO of your business and be successful at it. And there's a lot that goes into looking at the finances. And, you know, I think you've touched on briefly, even a couple different things you can do, you know, for running and being a CFO. So I'd love for you to just talk about what are some of those things that maybe they want to consider looking into to help them be a CFO of their business. Yeah. I think the first thing is to actually be the CFO of your business, right? Too many business owners and, and entrepreneurs are like, yeah, I like sales, but I don't like the numbers. I've had, mm -hmm. I've heard that so many times and I'm like, uh, well, you should probably understand that at least on a, you know, re be able to read a PL statement and a balance mm -hmm. sheet, not just handing it to a bookkeeper or accountant or somebody else and saying, oh, they're going to take care of it for me. They're not going right. to care as much as you do. So the first thing is realizing you might not be the numbers genius. Luckily, I married one who is, but like have people on your team that are and play the CFO role. Mm -hmm. The CFO doesn't necessarily do all of the stuff, but they understand, right? And I think that is the first thing that we need to realize is like that needs to be a, a thing that we put as a priority at least monthly at least if not more. I agree. I mean, I think even as bookkeepers, I mean, my company, we do help a lot with that data, right? And putting it all in there, reconciling and creating those reports. And I think even for us, it's frustrating that we'll give reports and people don't want to review them. And it's like, it's yeah. information, it's helpful for you, you know? And so you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to do all the data entry and reconciling. You could have someone else do that, but at least review the information and see what may need to change in your business once you look at that, right? Yeah. Well, and the data tells the story. Mm -hmm. It does say something. So I don't know, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you're also mentioning infinite banking. I would love for you to touch on that. What is it? How can people use that in their businesses as well? Yeah. So I will say I'm a, a huge proponent of profit first, and I love that system of, of having different accounts. So I, I run a lean business in this way. And with profit first, they say have five different accounts, right? Mm -hmm. Bank accounts. Well, one of those bank accounts happens to be in a, for me, a whole life insurance policy of all things, right? And it's a properly designed policy that I can access and use to fund the things in my business or personal life. And it's, it's basically my cash account that mm -hmm. I can pull from, I can access and use. So, so one of the cool things is I know 
and, and this, this frustrates me when business owners forget that they have taxes due. They get right. all this money and and this has happened more than once that they're like, oh yeah, I don't I don't know how I owe this much in taxes. I'm like, because you you spent it all anyway, you didn't reserve it. But what I do is I put my tax hold account into a life insurance policy and then mm -hmm. it's growing and then I'll leverage and use it as you know, again, that because I know my numbers to pay my tax bill. And the fun thing about infinite banking is I don't have to just use it for taxes. I can use it for other things. So for example, when I started my coffee shop, we could only do 400 bucks a month into it. This was our saving for the future kind of thing. Not, you know, because, because as a business owner, you don't have a, a company match. And mm -hmm. those kind of things, you are the company match, right? So mm -hmm. we were like, well, what do we do for future us? And we put it into a policy and it was kind of like our emergency fund. Well, the, the thing was, is we've had a couple of emergencies. We used it to take care of high interest debt because I, I always tell my clients, it's all one wallet, mm -hmm. right? In tr you could be making a lot of money over here, but your interest rate over here is like 24%. And I'm like, uh, you're not really winning. And so I want to think holistically, all one wallet. And I used my policy to get out of some high interest debt because a coffee shop, you know, as you're a business owner, the crazy thing is you can get loans for students to go to college a whole lot, but a business owner can't get a loan and it's high interest usually after, you know. Mm -hmm. So use it again for an emergency. I had a flood in my coffee shop, literally the roof was off and for a little bit for repair and we had a freak storm and I had the staff calling me saying, the store's falling apart, come here. It was, it was nuts. I was on the treadmill. My wife was on the other treadmill. They called me and I was like, that was no big deal. I'll call them in 10 minutes. Then they called her. Then I saw the video and ran to the store. Luckily we had our, our line of credit and the policy. Mm -hmm that we could use. And within this infinite banking strategy, I was able to transfer that from the coffee shop because it's still mine and I personally own it. I used it to buy a down payment on my house when I moved to Ohio. And I just closed on a commercial real estate building that I used my policies to buy my building partially. And then I personally own it and my business is now paying me rent and so then it's a, another way of, of just thinking strategic about mm -hmm. cash flow. Right. Does that make sense? There's a lot mm -hmm. to it. Well, and one of the things I had talked about years ago when I was working with clients too, is if you're collecting, you know, money that's staying in the bank for a little bit of time that you are going to have to pay in taxes, whether it's sales tax, or you need to be making estimated tax payments, you know, four times a year putting money aside in a different account. So you don't see the balance in your regular general checking. And then you have the resource available when you need it. So that was one thing I had always talked about, even before I heard about profit first. Um, and then of course I read the books and I understand the concept and I, I do encourage people, you know, to have more than one bank account. So they don't just see, you know, that total lump sum and think, yeah. oh, we have money available. Um, but I think it's great, you know, in terms of talking about being a CFO of your business too, to look at other options of what you can do. Um, so money's not just sitting in a checking account, not bearing any interest, you know, what can you do that might have a return as well? And 
also lowering percentage rates on interest. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have credit card debt, but if you do, you know, paying that off and finding other things that are less expensive to help yep. you finance your business. Well, and I, I realized in running both businesses that we're all in the banking business either mm -hmm. way. And how do I understand that world? Because we're all in the banking business, whether it's a credit card processing fees mm -hmm. to, you know, line of credits and, and how do I best learn from them? Don't do what the banks tell you to do, but do what they do and mm -hmm. understand that. And as I grow my, my business staffing and, and all of that, how can I have more control? It's really mm -hmm. what, what we love as business owners is control. We just don't like maybe some of the responsibility all the time, but mm -hmm. you know, that's part of being a business owner and an entrepreneur. Right. So if someone is listening and saying, okay, I realize I've kind of abandoned my role. I've been focusing on just, you know, growing the sales, providing the service. I, I just figure I'll look at, you know, my numbers prior to tax time and get things together and give it to my CPA. Yeah. What should I do as a business owner? That's going to help me actually step into that role of CFO. And what should I be looking at besides just my bank account or an interest rate on a credit card so that I can be successful as a CFO? Yeah, I think you you probably know the answer for this for sure. But I think that this is the challenge. And, and I use some acronyms. I love acronyms. And my wife thought about this a, a lot because she's a, even you know smarter than me but in some ways. So, mm -hmm. so we were thinking about this idea of chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. A lot of times us as business owners are living in that or people right? Look at the world around us and it's chaos, right? Mm -hmm. And taxes, filling out taxes and figuring that out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to have a degree just to figure that stuff out. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'm like, is that by design? You know, may maybe. So, so that's something that I think is challenging that we have to face, right? Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, chaos, how do I have peace to make the wise decisions that I do and, and knowing I'm still going in the right direction? And first thing you got to do is reverse engineer. A lot of times we don't sit and ask ourselves, what is our goals? What, mm -hmm. what do we want our business to look like? How do I want my life to look like? Do I want to be Jeff Bezos or hmm. do I want to have a business that's, you know, 10, 10 staff or, or what does success look like to me? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not always money as much as, a, you know, I, I run a, a financial firm. Wealth is not always money in my idea. It is time with family, you know, your marriage, right? Mm -hmm. All of that. And so we've come up with this acronym of STILL, STILL Method. If you go to, I think, www.stillmethod.com, you can find that. But it is set your sights. You know, how many people, business owners included, their goals are to go to Disney World. And that's it. I'm like, uh, well, what are your goals? What, what, what do you want to accomplish? And if we don't know that, then we're going to like, we're going to be not having a roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. So set your sights. Then it's the budgeting part and that's track your in and out, right? And this is again, beyond money. For me, if I want a healthy marriage, right? What kind of marriage do I want? Okay. Tracking. Am I going on date night once a week, Right. Then I inspect, are we actually talking? That's the I and still inspect. Are we actually talking or are we like, you know, doing 
things that we that aren't helpful, right? Look for 1% adjustments. Like we all want 100% adjustments and we want to get over there really quickly, but it's those those tweaks that you make that are really, really powerful, mm -hmm. right? And you as the, the bookkeeper and the accountant can see those. And that's why looking at the reports is important, right? Because you can make the 1% adjustments and over time, you might see if you're off track or that you can move and you're going to go in a really awesome direction. Mm -hmm. And the last L is live deliberately. Mm. We have to be deliberate. That's why the reports are in place. That's why you started your business. That's why you hired this. And that's why you need to be a CFO, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just do that on a monthly basis or more. It's kind of like a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. right? This is where it came from anyway, is from, from our understanding in the Bible. I'm like, oh, uh, still like, you know, do some praying or whatever it is, but it was doing that quiet stuff that seems like we're not making progress, but we actually can make more progress because we did it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I believe too, there are some people who are listening who are going to say, well, okay, I understand. I really need to be CFO. I need to be taking some of the reins, but I don't really know everything I need to know to make some of these decisions. So who would you recommend that they have as those resources that they can go to as trusted advisors that can help them understand everything and help them make those decisions? Yeah. Well, I think one is you won't understand everything or, you know, you will make mistakes. Any business mm -hmm. owner knows that, that, that the, it's the goal of moving forward and getting back up that's more important than mm -hmm. having it all perfect, right? So number one is just play the game, right? Uh, if you feel like you failed, that's okay. The, the, the main thing is, okay, then get back up and get better, right. right? Only compare yourself to yourself yesterday is kind of the way I think about it. And then, you know, depending on where you're at, you, you know yourself, that's the self-reflection, that, that there's different people that play different strengths. You're the quarterback of your business and your life, right? Mm -hmm. And so you you have to find the, the people, whether it's a an, an accountant, bookkeeper, tax person that you like and trust that you can bounce ideas off. I, I talk to my tax person uh, all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, fairly regularly. And we still don't agree on everything. Mm -hmm. Right. He wants to, and I'm like, that's, that's great. Still a great guy. And he's, he's learned what I do and what I've did to buy the office. He's like, that's amazing. I was like, well, you should do that. And, and he never will pull the trigger, but he has helped me in tremendous ways on, on the other end. Right. So you, you know that they are skilled in that area. I'm a safe money guy. You, you want to risk in the market, go for it. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know that. So you find that you're specialist and lean into the specialist, right? And mm -hmm. it depends on the business too, right? Right. Well, and they have different perspectives on things that you can take into consideration for what your situation is, uh, right? Because the CPA is going to be focused mainly on helping you save on taxes where you may have somebody like a financial advisor who may be saying, well, you might want to pay the tax now to save it later, you know, but you know, really when you look at all of the information together, 
then you can make that you know, decision, like what is best for you and having that input, whether it's, you know, a business attorney, insurance broker, you know, all of those different people that are great resources for you. I think then you don't feel like you have to go it alone. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the challenge is we, we're alone and there's a lot of trust issues out there, but Mm -hmm. finding the people that, you know, again, I know I'm a safe money specialist and I know like, this is why I don't like Dave Ramsey is because he'll say, this is the way and there's no other way, right? Mm-hmm. I know what I do really helps clients and business owners because it's helped me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a fact, without a question, I can't argue it to, for, for me. But right. it might be different for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you have to have that relationship and trust. And sometimes both answers, they might be the same question and they both, the answers may be different and they may both be right. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing, but you as the CFO and leader get to make the decision of what's right for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So if someone is looking at their numbers now and they're seeing like, okay, it looks like, you know, we're facing some challenges and you know, whether it's outside challenges like, you know, COVID brought, you know, we heard the word pivot a lot, you know, so if someone's looking and saying, I think I need to make some changes, what would you recommend, even from your experience, having been in one type of business, now you're in another, what type of pivots maybe would you recommend, whether it's staying in the same industry and making some changes or saying, you know, maybe this business isn't the right one for me anymore? Yeah. I think that's a definitely one of those things of you need to ask those questions to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think about putting everything out, like for the coffee shop, and I was all in on the coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew in five years, I could say, I feel good if I left it, right? Mm-hmm. It still wasn't easy to sell a business that you started from scratch, right? And I think a lot of people, again, uh, the banks love that we're addicted to them. Right. They make a lot of money. And and Mm -hmm. that's why real estate is changing right now, because they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, when everybody and their grandma is a a real estate investor, that's a problem. Right. And so we have to think about how are we building a solid foundation? And Mm -hmm. the the reality is our world has been saying um, the market, Wall Street, is savings and it's not. We need to build a more solid foundation and it might be lazy money, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. But we need to build our foundation first to be able to pivot when things, I wouldn't say if things happen, mm-hmm. I would say that when things happen, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know, you've been in business for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Any yep. challenges happen that weren't COVID related? Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, yes. And a lot of times when you're a business owner, new business owner, we have this idealistic thing. And if we knew what we knew, we might not go into our business, Mm -hmm. probably a lot of people, but that fortitude and being able to overcome that, that makes us stronger and tells that we're able to help more people. But, you know, if you don't have a solid foundation, that's a financial foundation, then you're going to be one of those uh, large number of businesses that fail because they are the failure rate is not a fun number to look at right. uh, in small businesses. 
That's mm -hmm. why they need to talk to you or me or somebody to help them succeed. Right. Well, that's why I wanted to have this podcast too, is really to share information from experts in a vast array of fields too, not just, you know, my own industry and the bookkeeping and payroll and things, because the failure rate is so high and it's even become higher since COVID mm -hmm. because it gave more people the opportunity to start businesses because maybe they were at home, you know, they had more time. Uh, but I've seen statistics that are showing that that failure rate is significantly increasing, you know, for the sh shorter amount of time, like within 18 months, even a lot of businesses yeah. are failing where, you know, in the past, you know, maybe you could make it two, three, four, five years, you know, so really my goal is to educate and help entrepreneurs be successful because we don't want to see businesses failing. Yeah. And I've had one, one client that, you know, was starting out and used the PPP money or something <laughs> like that to get going, to buy a, a, a truck. And literally a little bit later, I don't think it was insured enough or something wasn't working. The car got totaled, wrecked, something mm. happened negative now. And he still has payments. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man. And that was definitely not COVID related, but mm -hmm. that that's where I think there's, there's black swan events, things that happen like a lot of a coffee shop. That was right. a total black swan thing that I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? My business owners next door, they were fine. <laughs> mm. They, they weren't doing roof work. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes, like you said, it's just, timing issues that, you know, oh, I wish only this had happened and we could have avoided it, you know, but things happen. So yeah. I think that's just one thing as a business owner or CFOs we're talking about just to really be prepared for some of those things that may come along. You can't be prepared for everything. Some things will be totally unexpected, but really looking at your business and what do you need to do to protect what you have and be able to make it through those challenges. Yeah. I think that's why we are successful because I guarantee you we've had challenges and the, the second year of our business, I remember everything that could go wrong did, and it wasn't mm. in the business side, you know, miscarriage, mm. uh, a family member had a heart attack. My grandma died, cat died, appendix removed. All this stuff mm. was outside of business. And then the, the coffee shop people would be like, how's things going? And you can't really say, and those are the three things that I tell every business owner. If you go into business, there's three things that I tell everyone is know that, you know, that, you know, that you're called to it, like mm -hmm. that, this is really what you want to do. And, and like have that passion to overcome the odds, not just a hobby, but, but know that, you know, cause it will be hard, uh, have a team around you. And it doesn't, I, I would say expanding on the team, that's my second thing. People that are not necessarily, you know, your CPA, you know, all the people that are on the business side, but a team of people that can help in, in the family, they care about you, not the business, right? Right. And mm -hmm. so that's another thing. And then know your numbers. Those three right. things, every, every business, like have those three things in place. Mm -hmm. So important. Well, thank you, Brandon, for being a guest on the show and to come here sharing your wisdom on this topic. I'm sure listeners are going to get a lot of nuggets from the expertise that you shared. Thanks. I know we're running out of time. So I do want to ask if you have an offer um, that you would like to share and how can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. If you look up Wealth Wisdom Financial, 
in YouTube, podcast. You better be able to find me. If you see a cartoon version of me, you'll see me and Amanda. We do the podcast, YouTube, regular content out there. And if you go to www.wealthwisdomfp, that's financialpartners.com slash report. That's mm -hmm. www.wealthwisdomfp.com slash report. You can download our five simple steps to secure your financial future outside the W-2 report. Um, we've been thinking a lot about that. You still have to put the WWW in there because we haven't figured out how to do mm -hmm. it without yet. It's one of those many projects that we have to figure out. Perfect. Well, this has been great information. I do appreciate, again, you're taking the time to come and talk about this topic. I think it's very important for entrepreneurs to, you know, be in that driver's seat of their financial picture and not just put it to someone else. So thank you so much. Cool. Thank you as well to the listener uh, for tuning into this topic. I hope you found it interesting and it answered some of your questions on how to be a CFO in your business and do it successfully. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Brandon at the link that he shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join us for our next episode. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is ab and p.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.